do not adjust your radio set. Well, I nearly said radio sets. We're not on the radio. We're on a podcast, Kai. Come on, it's 2020. Because. <laughs> Great start already. This is why you're bringing in the pros, Sam. <laughs> this is why you're bringing in the pros. <laughs> do not. Do you want any help, Kai? Do not. No, no. <laughs> oh, all right. Just showing off. Showing off now. Oh, look at me. I've got a podcast. I've got a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> It's episode 10. And yeah, we're on episode 10, yeah? That's why I'm here. Correct. And we're celebrating the fact that, uh, that you know, we've made it through 10 episodes without me murdering Sam as a producer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> by him inviting me on uh, for a little bit of a, a bit of an extended little interview with Sam. Find out about Sam. Uh, you know, I th- I'm sure you're all bored and fed up of hearing from him already, but we'll see how this goes. <laughs> this is how you big up a guest, Sam. This is how you big up a guest. How are you doing, mate? I'm good, mate. Thank you. Yeah, how's you? Not too bad. Not too bad. This is interesting. You it know, is because. I was thinking about it earlier because thank you so much for inviting me to chat to you. You know, I, I always love, I always love a good interview, and also, uh, it's a bit of a strange one because you sort of say to mates like we've known each other now for oh God five years. I reckon maybe? it is, yeah, 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 f- five years now. Uh, yeah, because it's six years since I came to Lincoln, so that makes about about sense. Um, but you know, we. I've known you for about five years, and you always say to your mates, you know, we can talk about mental health, whatever, and and you do have little conversations here and there, but then normally, you, you normally have conversations about mental health with your mates when one of you, or both of you, is in a really bad place, and is in, like, desperate need of it, and then, like, because one of you's already in that bad place, you just totally forget what's been talked about. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so this is quite a nice moment where we're both sort of having. Well, I'm I'm having a good day. Are you having a good day? I'm having a good day today. Yeah, yeah. I woke up quite so, positive. So this is a moment where we've actually put aside a bit of time as mates just to chat about mental health, yeah. and that's what I'm I'm really excited about. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. Now I want to get into like all the questions that I've got planned. I want to ask you about the podcast. I know you've got your uh, your five questions that you ask all of the uh, all of your guests. Well, I'm going to put you on a bit of the spot now, Sam, because they're gone. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> you wanted me here. You wanted you know you want a bit of a chat. Let's have a chat. You know, people. The the basis is is that if people have listened to like the past 10 episodes they they know they know the basics about you yeah um so i want to sort of i want to dive in and just you know find out a little bit more maybe discover some new stuff for myself sure yeah i'm game let's let's chat a bit about well let's you know as mates let's chat a bit about the first time that we met so we met um at a wrestling event didn't we um, you drove me. You 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 nicely drove me back. Uh, gave me gave me a lift back uh, from Nottingham after I nearly got stuck there with a train yep, being missing. I remember missing. that. Yeah. Uh, and that was on a uh, that was part of a, a wrestling figure group That's that we right. met as well. Um, why are what, and, and you're a big collector. You love your wrestling figures, stuff like that. Um, why is collecting such a big thing in help for your mental health right well the thing is with my collecting is uh 
I change my mind a lot. <laughs> so, um, as you'll probably know. But with me is I, I get into something or something I'm already into. Uh, Let's use wrestling. Now it's been mentioned. Let's use wrestling as an example. So three years okay. ago, four years ago, I started collecting the wrestling figures, the elite figures by Mattel. And, you know, you get this sort of bug. And that bug isn't a bad bug. It's a good bug. It makes you feel happy. It makes you feel uh, when that postman um, knocks on the door with, a, you know, well, I was going to say a few parcels, but with me, 10, 15 parcels, <laughs> um, you know, and it makes you feel really good. And it's not just the um, receiving them and, you know, opening them up and looking at them. It's putting them on display, changing your displays. It's putting belts with them. It's putting... Um, different you know different accessories with them and then putting them into bundles of attitude era of old wwf days it's a whole it's it's a massive thing for me because i just enjoy every part of collecting and it is it the, the key factor is it makes me happy um so yeah that and that's with all of my stuff and horror is the other thing I, I just love all my horror stuff and you know it's, it's stuff i'm into so when i'm into stuff like that and i collect that's it. I'm, I've got a smile on my face. Do you find that when you're having a bit of a, a bad day, and I can say this from personal experience, um, when you're mm. having a bit of a bad day and you get that that package through the post with a new, you know, with a new figure or you know, a new horror piece, uh, it can sort of have a real benefit to you. a hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. It can. I mean, it can push a you know push a mood from being really low to sort of like ah. Oh, brilliant i forgot i was getting this or um oh i know what i'll do i'll go have an hour upstairs you know and um put this particular item you know somewhere new and then have a bit of a shuffle about so yeah it does because it keeps my mind active as well mainly so it's not just about you know making me happy it does keep my mind active because it it just means i can just do you know put put this particular thing which could be anything and think it, it, it's hard to explain but even going back to when i first order it that comes in as well so i'm like oh i remember when i ordered this you know what i mean like a few days ago and here it is and now i can put it wherever i want and it's going to be displayed and then it'll be displayed somewhere else and then i'll probably sell it and then i'll buy another one <laughs> so yeah it's uh it does mate yeah definitely it's quite. It's really interesting to see. Like, yeah, I. I mean, I. I love seeing your. Uh, I. I. When. When I see you doing your collections and stuff like that, I sort of. I live vicariously through you because I know that, quite frankly, as a. As until recently, a very poor old student. Um, <laughs> I was there like, oh God, no, I can't. I can't do it anymore, Kai. Can't do it. You know, you've got enough. You've got enough. You can't compete with Sam, Kai. You can't compete. <laughs> <laughs> I know Sam's got the new figure. I know he has, but you can't. You you can't do this, car. You can't. <laughs> I call I call that toddler mode. You kind of jealousy, and then it's like, you know yes. what I mean? It's like I'm sorry. I didn't mean to uh, make you feel bad because I've got it. But yeah, look, look what I've got. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's always great because it's like I, I I see that and I'm like, oh, that is so cool. Like I'm I'm so happy for you, and and I can tell when you're having a good day when i see posts like that like when i see posts about you talking about like you uh, obviously you know i'm sure there's more to your life than than you know than your wrestling figures although it might not feel it some days you know when you see you know when i see you posting about you know sarah and the kids and stuff like that that's yeah. great too but when i do see you in your you know in your room 
sh- you know, showing off your <laughs> showing off your figures. I'm I'm being very reluctant to call them toys um, <laughs> because you know that. Uh, but like when when you're in that room and you're taking photos and stuff and posting them on social media and stuff, I, I can tell how much it really sort of adds to your day. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, it definitely does. I mean, like I said earlier, it doesn't matter what I get either. That new that new item can be a, a DVD, a, a special edition Blu-ray. It can be a box wrestling figure. Don't matter what it is. It's because I've bought it and it's part of the collection. It's uh, it is. It's a big impact on my day positively. He's got, you know, I th- I think that's a because some might turn around and say like, oh, you know, is that a waste of money and stuff like that? You know, I had people saying to me at one point when I was collecting going, for my mental health, going, oh, well, that's a lot of, you know, that's a lot of money that you're spending on toys, Kai. Oh God, and I'm like, yeah, but you know what? It makes me happy, and personally, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I, you know, I don't do any of that, and like, I, if I want to go and spend, you know, my money on that to make myself feel better. Yeah. In reason, it's fine. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, it's I've already I've always had a, a system uh with my collections. I mean, I've been collecting things since I was a lot younger and I've always sold things to buy new things if you know what I mean. So I like to mm. um I like to find if I find something on eBay, on Amazon or whatever it may be, um if I can't afford it, you know, like a hundred pound plus kind of item, I'm thinking, well, if I bundle these bits up, I've not got as much, um, what's the word? I've not got as much, um, I can't think of the word. Um, <laughs> here we go. Mind block. <laughs> uh... Desire. That's what I'm looking for. I've not got as much desire, desire right, for yeah. this, these items. So I'll sell them so I can buy this item. And then that's how I've worked it because, I mean, I've yeah, when I was working and before I was out of work with, with mental health problems, I, I could afford to um, buy stuff, you know, as a good paid job and things like that. But at the minute, it's kind of like, well, if I want something, I've got to sell it, which is the way it's always worked for me. So, yeah. Mm. So, now... Um, you mentioned there about you know being being out of work because of mental health and stuff like that. I know that in the five years that I've known you, uh, you know you've definitely been through your ups and downs moments when it comes to um, mental health. Do you remember? Do you remember how you were um, feeling like around the time that we met five years ago? Um, um, hold on, what's five years? Two thousand and fifteen, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, fifteen. Yeah, because I, I I remember um, we because we we were both going through a bit of a yeah. shit time uh, when when we met. You know, we and and we'll fight. You know, it was quite nice actually to find someone who was yeah. <laughs> going through you know similar stuff because none of my mates at uni were, and I'd just moved away and I didn't you know I didn't have any family nearby. Um, and and it was nice to chat, but I remember you were. You you were sort of struggling with a few aspects of your mental health, weren't you? Yeah the um, the the problem is when we met in twenty fifteen it was it was there but it wasn't recognised, um, mm. so I was kind of I was suffering in silence so to speak because I I back then you know I wouldn't talk about it 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 was there but it was kind of like well I I'll brush it away sort of thing because there's no wrong with me I'm just one of them sort of people you know that's how I felt back then so. I didn't have the the knowledge until the the, the previous year. Uh, sorry, the previous year, the, the next year in two thousand sixteen. Um, that's when I recognised it, and I had that uh, 
period off work with it uh, through doctor through what, doctors. What was the epiphany moment for you? When did it click that oh I I need some help with this? So it clicked with um, the alcohol side of things. Is as, as people would have known if they've listened to the podcast. I I didn't have an addiction to alcohol, but I did have a problem with alcohol. Um, as in, I couldn't know when to stop. Um, there's so many people that are the same. I've been told there's loads of people who's got this problem. Um, but I didn't know when to stop. So what it was is I would block out anything um, intrusive that was in my head, anything negative, um, grief, everything, you know, in that respect. I'd block it out by carrying on drinking to try and forget about it, which worked. It did work. But that was leading to me doing other stupid stuff, um, you know, letting my family down, letting my parents down, things like that. Um, I never did anything ridiculously stupid, but, you know, the saying, you do stupid shit when you're drunk. <laughs> um, but, but some of the yeah. stuff was hurtful to people and, you know, um, it's a massive regret of mine. But that's when it kind of clicked because the, I mean, it took a long time for me to understand it. Uh, don't get me wrong, but I had to go to the doctors and I sort of explained how I'd been feeling and what I'd been doing um, with with the drinking thing. Um, and, yeah, they, they basically mirrored what I said. Um, you're suffering from general anxiety disorder. Um, it's something that you've kept in so long, so you've not been able to release it, and now it's been released, and unfortunately... Um, it's being released more when you're drinking because you're thinking it's blocking it out, but really it's making it worse. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, I I totally do. Like I, I, I remember the second time we met was round at your house. I came round and we sat there listening to the jukebox. Um, I, I don't do. know if you you remember this. Uh, we yeah we sat we sat there listening to the jukebox and 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 we really sort of that was the first time where we sort of yeah. first chatted about mental health you know and and I was sort of going through it I'd I'd been going through it for a short period of time at that point and you 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 were sort of open about chatting about not not being right but you didn't yeah. quite know what was up. And you, you, yeah. you know, you hadn't sort of worked out, you know, that you you hadn't quite admitted to yourself. I don't think that no, you, that's right. Yeah. That that you that you were struggling with mental health, and uh, as as you know, as a friend and as someone who was quite new in your life as well, it wasn't my place to 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 tell you that either. You know what I mean? Uh, you've yeah, got to, yeah. You got to find the 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 very fine balance of walking along and sort of supporting someone, and and you know, saying that you'll help them, but not just throwing it all out there to because it it can be scary when someone tells you, you know, someone turns around to you and goes, "I think you've got a mental health problem." You know that that can be a scary moment, can't it? Oh hell yeah, definitely yeah. I mean, it wouldn't have been comfortable. I mean, the way back thinking back then, how that yeah. would have worked is. Um, if you would have sort of started that conversation that night after only, you know, the second, third time of meeting, yeah. <laughs> I would have been put off because I was trying to um, disguise the fact I had mental health problems. So if you've brought it up, I'd go, well, that's him out of my life because I don't want to talk about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally get it, mate. And that's a that's a very honest, honest thing to admit as well. Yeah. 
uh, you know, and it's it's true. You know, I I I, th- I think I'd have been the same to be honest. You know, it's a very um, it's very difficult, especially when you haven't quite worked out for yourself yeah. what the problems are. Um, like uh, you've just mentioned there about the time that it clicked for you um, about you having mental health. Mine was um, mine was after I'd had a panic attack. Yeah. Uh, I had a panic attack on one of my best friend at uni's um, kitchen floor. And I was laid there crying and I couldn't move properly. And when I came round from the panic attack, and anyone who's had a panic attack will understand what I mean by came around from it. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, when I came round from it, they uh, she turned around to me and she went, Kai, I think you need to go to the doctors. Uh, you, you're really depressed and your, your anxiety's getting out of the way. And I was like, no, it's not. I'm not real. I've never been depressed. And she's like, Kai, you're laying on my kitchen floor crying i'm like okay yeah yeah this is it yeah there's a there's a fine line to where to actually ask for help you know you think when you're in that situation and you know you've got good people like your friend around you sort of saying look you need to go see a doctor because you know you you, and you'll say things i recognize that because i haven't said the same i'm not depressed i'm happy look at me i'm smiling and if you you could go back to that night where we're sat there listening to the jukebox um and tell yourself go speak to sam back in 2015 and tell him something what would you go tell him i'd go tell him to talk to somebody straight away and be open and honest about how you're feeling i'll tell him that drinking is not the answer to wash away your demons I'll tell him to concentrate on getting better and not self-destruct. Because my problem was back then is I was addicted to my own self-destruction. That's how it was with me. And that's how it continued for years after that too. Um, Not to an extent back in 2015, but, you know, for the years to come, still kept happening. Not as regular. But it still happened. Um, I would say I'm gonna have a drink tonight because I can control it this time. Uh, so I'll have a few drinks, and then nothing bad's gonna happen. I've eaten, you know, you can soak it up. I've had, my, I've had my medication, my diabetic medication. I'm all up to date. And then eleven o'clock, ping. Where's Sam? He's out on in town on his own. So, yeah, that. Uh, Sorry, I've gone off subject a little bit. No, there, no, but, no, no. That's... Know, but that's that's how it was for me. And then the next morning, seeing well, Sarah not saying a word to me. Um, my dad and mum speaking to me, but you could feel the pain in their eyes um, that they're so disappointed, and they're you know they've not slept all night through worry. Um, and then sometimes my dad has picked me up at five in the morning while I've been laid on, on a path because I've just drunk myself into oblivion. And I'm not afraid to admit that because if there's people that out there now that's doing that, they need to um, stop and try and realise that it's not good. It's not good for you, it's not good for your family, and it's certainly not good for your mental health. What changed in your life? What in, what What made you get away from those moments my children 100 percent. well 
I mean, 2018, we had my little boy Isaac. Um, I had a um, six-month period where I, I didn't drink. Um, yeah. And then the World Cup came along. And obviously, not making excuses, but wow, what a World Cup 2018 was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the pure fact we won on penalties just thought, well, this could drive anyone to have a drink. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? If you're English. <laughs> well, no, on a serious note, I um, did a barbecue and I thought, you know, we'll we'll get a few people round. I got the telly set up in the garden. All right, it didn't work, but, you know, we, we still had a barbecue um, watching the game and then neighbours came round and then suddenly, uh, I'd had a drink, by the way, at this point. I'd had a few drinks. And, yeah. Um, I've not had any food, didn't have anything from the barbecue because I was kind of piling the beer down me instead. So I got to a stage and it was about quarter past ten. Uh, sat there with my dad and, and my neighbours and chatting away. And I said, I'm just going to the loo. Sarah was already in bed because obviously she, she had Isaac, bless her, looking after Isaac while we were out there. Um, and yeah. I went indoors and I went to the loo and then I swapped my shorts for jeans. I put trainers on i walked out the front door and i went into town didn't tell anybody just did that and i have a little boy upstairs i had my wife and i had guests in my garden and i'd gone and i and then my phone was ringing and ringing and ringing and then that's the night i i woke up on a path and my dad picked me up at five in the morning one of the worst experiences i have done and it's one of the one of the worst things i regret most in my life because yeah nobody got hurt anything like that um but i drank myself into oblivion and i'm I, I was a father and that was the point where i thought really you know what what are you doing to yourself you are not well you you need to sort something out because you've got to stop doing this and as that happened you'd think that's it finally it's clicked but it didn't it still didn't click yeah, and 2019, um, I had an episode where I I drank again, um, and I'm not going to discuss that because I, I don't feel that I want to yeah. discuss that particular one. Um, no, that's yeah. That's um, fine, but then again, I went months and months without it, and then we had a uh, I I run a cosplay group for uh, the band Slipknot, another passion of mine, heavy metal music. And we did a meet-up in Nottingham, all nine of us. Um, and it was great. It was sort of like a what, what, no plan day. So we just said, let's just meet up and then do something completely random, whatever it may be, even if it's just going for something to eat or whatever. Yeah. So what did we do? We went to Wetherspoon, didn't we? And I said, I'll have a Coke. So I had a Coke and then Happy Days. And the next thing I was kind of thinking, oh, do you know what? I'll have a couple of pot. Anyway, cutting cutting a long story short, this was probably one of the um, more, um, what's the word? There we go again with the words. Karma <laughs> uh, nights, karma times that I did it. But but the worst thing is, is is I I stayed out and I stayed in a mate's hotel rather than going home as planned and and helping out with you know Isaac's bath and his tea and all that. I stayed out and I just did it and and that was the last time i had a drink august august 2019 
I think now I say I say this not as a medical professional and all of that, but I do say it as someone who's been through countless therapy and psychiatrist and all of that. Um, they always say that mental health, you know, it's always a battle that you will continue with, and it'll probably never fully go away. And you know, we're, we're always fighting forward but it's also about making sure that those that those episodes are as as yeah. as f- few and far between but also um we know how to control them when they do happen and um you know I'm, obviously it's it you know it's not great no. if you have these episodes you know it, you know it's, it's not good for you it's not good for your family and stuff like that but um <sighs> It's it's about working out how you deal with them to make sure that you know if if and when they do happen, they cause as little damage as as humanly possible, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with that. Yeah. It's um, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a real difficult one to sort of work out because you, I, I you know I don't want to put words in your family's mouth either, but like I can imagine that they will. When it comes to mental health, they will like when that sort of thing happens, they'll be angry, but no one's punishing you or more angry at you than you are at yourself in those situations. Yeah, yeah. I think the feeling from my family was more uh, worry than anything because they, you know, it's not just a drunk guy, you know, having a bit of a laugh. It's a drunk guy that's not very well. Um, that suffers with anxiety and depression and he's mixed it with alcohol and he's on medication and, you know, you, you just put, put them in a bowl and mix all them together, would you drink it? No, you wouldn't. You... So that... Yeah, so, so God. No, I was just saying, that, that's what it was. It was it was worry and, and disappointment, really, as well. But um, no matter what I did or... Uh, what you know whatever happened and i'd always speak to uh sarah the next morning and explain things and she has forgiven me every single time and she's been by my side from day one she's still by my side now and she is one hell of a of a lady seriously i can't i I can't i can't explain that enough i mean i won't be with me anymore (laughs) <laughs> but it shows the strength and and the love that she shows you know that she she's got for me so i think what you've got to remember though man this is me not talking as an interviewer but talking as a mate like mm. you've you've got to remember as to give yourself credit to because like you are like of people i know you're one of the 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 best fathers and family men that i know like if i um if i if i'm sat here and i have you know someone asks me oh tell me you know one of your mates who's like a really good family man someone who's a really good dad you know you are the first person that comes to mind with that so you need oh, to mate, you, i appreciate that you need to remember we're both te- i'm tearing up a little bit here i don't know about you <laughs> yeah, but like, am, yeah. you know you got to um... i'm looking at a picture a picture of my, my children <laughs> oh, yeah. what do they mean to you what do they mean to you, mate? 
what do my children mean to me? Y- yeah, I, I know I, that's a really generic question, but you know, mate, like... mate, they, I can't even answer that. They mean everything to me. I'll yeah. take a bullet for both of them. I, they, I've never felt love like this. I mean, I, I felt love. This, you know, between a man and a wife, my, me and my wife, I felt a lot of love, and she's my soulmate. But this love for your children, you can't ever feel it until you have children which sounds completely stupid because it's that's obvious but oh my word <laughs> i can't i can't explain it it's i just do anything anything yeah. for them i can understand when i remember when i didn't have them and like in so in the early stages and we were going out and stuff and you know going on dates and our friends who've got kids would say oh, i'd, I'd I'd sell all this for for my kids, and I I used to think, what? Would <laughs> you know you wouldn't? But yeah, but then you actually have children, and you think, yeah, I genuinely would. I'd literally give them anything they wanted if if I had to, you know. So that's a really difficult question, but I think I've answered it quite well. <laughs> no, no, you you know that I think that's the best answer anyone can give, really. Um, when when Sarah, um, because this. When when Sarah um, told you that, you know, I don't know exactly how the moment happened. Obviously, I wasn't there. You know, I've been, I've been in your house, but I wasn't there at that moment. Uh, <laughs> I'm hoping, when, you, I'm hoping when, you're not when, going when, to be talking about conceiving. Him. Not, not the conception. No, not the conception. God. Well, no, I definitely wasn't there. No, you didn't see me. You didn't see me. Uh, when, when, might cut that out. Uh, when yeah, uh, when you... <laughs> when you... Um, uh, <laughs> when you uh, you know found out when you and Sarah found out that she was yeah. pregnant, uh, what what happened in that moment? How how did that happen? Did you not? I don't want to know the details. <laughs> I mean, like the did did she tell you uh, that she thought that she was pregnant? Well, you know, I, I don't think I've ever asked you, you this. Won't story. know this story. Uh, not many not many people okay. know this. So, me and Sarah um, had a lot of heartache with uh trying for babies we we were pretty much trying for about two and a half years um you know doing all the things that you're told to do right and listening to doctor's advice and it got to a stage where we thought we need to speak to a medical professional again because this ain't this ain't happening so we both wanted children it was our dream to have a girl and a boy we've got one now but at the time it was kind of like right well this is the time now where we make the decision um so we planned on moving to america um for six months to a year if this last time we were trying didn't happen so we had plans we had traveling plans down the south route 66 all that sort of stuff and we had money saved up and it was like right the world don't want us to have children, so let's enjoy the world, you know, ourselves. So it got yeah. to a stage where it was our um, our wedding anniversary, and we always, before we had the kids, we used to go to Chester. It was one of our favorite, one of our favorite places to go. Um, we just loved the city and the zoo, and you know, we used to go to little bars. So we went there, and you know, I cut this bit out. <laughs> did, did what you need to do to have a baby. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll go we'll go for that. Yes, and and then you're, you're there going you're, you're there going. Mummy listening. Yeah. We should probably I'm just not think who listens to this podcast. I'm thinking I can't go too far into that. Um, 
Yeah, my, the birds my, and my the bees and all of that yours, stuff. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's <laughs> mine's in the morning mostly. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So we got to a stage where we thought, right, well, you know, this is it. This is the last chance. And and lo and behold, a few weeks, well, four weeks later, um, Sarah came downstairs um, and said, "I think I might be pregnant." And I went, "What?" She says, "I genuinely think I might be pregnant." I'll never forget. It, it was a Monday. And I'd had a day off work because I wasn't very well. So I was like, I had this kind of fluey sort of virus thing. And I was like, oh, God, really? I don't I don't know if I can, I, I don't know if it's kind of sunk in yet. <laughs> and, and and with that, um, yeah. she, she went to work and then she came home with, with three pregnancy tests. So before we got all, you know, tea and all that ready, it was kind of like, right, let's crack on and do these. And all three were positive. And then... Uh, the rest history. Little Isaac came April seventh, two thousand and eighteen, uh, and yeah, so we, we were on the brink Amazing. of um, you know joining our cousins across the pond there. And but what we wanted happened, so that was that was Isaac. Well, you know, you you know, at least you've got something to when he when he becomes a stroppy teenager. <laughs> And he's like slamming doors in your face and going, "Oh, Dad, why are you doing that? Why, are you, why, why is the wrestling figures all over the house?" You can just slam the door back in his slam the door back in his face and go, "Well, yeah, you made us not. You made me miss out on Route 66, mate." <laughs> yeah, either that or just get on a plane and go and <laughs> say, "Look after the house. Don't touch my room." <laughs> <laughs> did you Did you have any worries about being a father? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so many worries. Um, you know, the, the standard father worries that don't know what to do with a baby and how do I act? How do I... I don't want to break him. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It sounds really funny, but you do get that feeling. <laughs> like, I don't want to hold him too hard in case his leg snaps. Or It's absolutely ridiculous. But these are things that most fathers will go through. Um, now, the mental health side of things was really scary because... I was like, it's got worse as he's got older because obviously now um, he wants to play all the time, like mm. with his cars, read a book, uh, you know, all these things. And when I'm feeling really low, it's hard to actually like do that. And that's that kills me. That breaks my heart. Just seeing his little face. Like if I said, Isaac, just give us 10 minutes or Isaac, let me... Um, let, let me just have a chill for a bit. You know, I don't, I'm not going to say I can't Isaac because I feel really low. He ain't got a clue what I'm on about, bless him. But that's one of the hardest things um, I find that I can't um, sometimes even push myself to just have 10 minutes on the floor playing with his die cast cars. Um, so as they get older, you, you kind of, I've learned what I, what, what my technique is, is, I'll say, if I'm feeling really low, you know them days, Kai, where you just want to sit on the sofa and either watch telly yeah. or put a film on and just like, you're in your little bubble, yeah? So when I'm in these bubbles, what I've learned to do is I've, I, I, I um, Isaac plays on the windowsill. He loves playing on the windowsill. So when I can't be bothered to move because I'm I'm not feeling good, I bought him these little stickers, and these little sti- these little stickers are road markings. Oh, right. They're like sellotape, but they're roads, so like parcel tape. So I've stuck them on the uh, on the windowsill, 
And then when I'm feeling like that, I'll say, why don't you, why don't we play on the new road that daddy got you? And it's worked. And then I can just lean over and play with him. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. I was a bit, a bit worried when you said, uh, "You know what I've, you know, you know how I deal with him." I, I've just, you know, I put this on the windowsill. And I'm going, "Where is this going, Sam?" Yeah, yeah, nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he, 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 he seems to like appreciate. Oh. He kind of knows there's something wrong with Daddy, and he, when he's playing, he'll come and go, "Oh, Daddy," and, and give me a hug, and he'll kiss me. Like he knows there's something. He can sense it. But he's still happy playing with his cars on the windowsill or his cars on the floor. But because daddy's there still with him. I mean, this doesn't happen very often anymore. I've, I've learned to sort of pick these moods up with, with different techniques and things like that. But, and, yeah. you know, it, but it, it is, it's hard to, to deal with when, when you've got a little two-year-old that just wants your attention all the time because he loves you. You know, it's not because he, <laughs> he wants to annoy you. He, he adores you. So, yeah. It's like having your own, like... It's like when you have like a supportive mental health teddy bear, but it's alive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like Ted like from, from the movie Ted. It's like having a Ted, but obviously doesn't do cannabis and <laughs> sleep with it. <laughs> you, know, that, you do realise kind of when when this uh, when, when this podcast goes out, there is going to be a moment where you'll have forgotten that you said that, and Sarah's going to yes. walk into the room and go. Did you just uh, did you just compare our our child to um, a Ted <laughs> to Ted <laughs> and say that he was like smoking cannabis and going around swearing at everyone? Like... <laughs> yeah, that I'm going to try and forget that part now. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's go on to talk a bit about this this fantastic podcast that you've built over the past, you know, six months or whatever it's been. Can you remember when we when you started this? Yeah, I believe it was February. I actually physically started it, but it was January when we first spoke. Time has flown, hasn't it? Seven months. It, seven months. Yeah, I mean, it's six months since it actually. Or when you know, all started. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's it's seven months since we actually first started discussing the ideas and stuff. And in that time, there's been ten episodes, a uh, couple of extended interviews as well. Which I'm I'm starting to wonder whether this is going to end up being <laughs> a little a little separate interview. I think it might have to be. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to have to be. <laughs> uh, but that's great. You know, you got your little added bonus uh, alongside episode ten. Um, and yeah, it's. Honestly, mate, I know I said this the last time I came on, but it's, it's been an absolute pleasure working with you because you came to me and you, you you said, oh, I want to start a podcast. And the brief version that I've mentioned before is, uh, you know, I, I get this a lot. Yeah. I get this from a lot of people and within three weeks they've given up and they, they can't be asked because they realise actually doing a podcast is uh, is quite a lot of work uh, yeah. and it's not as easy as it looks uh, oh, no. and, and, <laughs> and and a lot of people a lot of people struggle building a community and they worry about you know who's listening and you know is anybody listening but you know the 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 support group that you know you've got alongside it really helps and and honestly mate you know I've saw your passion for for doing this and uh, you've just you've just grown every week every week and every month that's gone by yeah thank you mate i appreciate that i mean going you know going from that day that i messaged you you know i, yeah. I had this idea in my head and 
I kind of, you know, wrote a few things down, you know, rough notes. And I thought, yeah, I could probably make this happen, but I'm going to need help because I have no idea where to start. So <laughs> when you when you think podcast radio stations and, and technology, you, you go to Kai Valentine, don't you? You know, that's that's the, he's the man for the job. So I thought, I thought I even knew, I even knew. Works for cheap, works for cheap. (laughs) (laughs) Find out my rates, give me an email. (laughs) Plug, plug. (laughs) Yeah. But I even even knew um, when when I initially messaged you, I knew, because you know me so well, I knew you'd think what you thought, you know, that, oh God, here we go. What's he, what's he doing now? (laughs) I'm his next wrestling yeah. figure. Oh, he, Jesus. He's turned me into an elite. <laughs> yeah. But um, I didn't I, I didn't think, um, you know, I'd be six months down the line and, and still doing it and recording, you know, an interview uh, with myself. I, I genuinely didn't think that would happen. I thought it would be a little chat now and again and I'd do one a month or something. But it's gone crazy and it, it's brilliant. And Well, the thing... The thing that I love about it is that, you know, we it's a, a lot of podcasts to be able to keep an audience have to, now this is me going into all the academic yeah. stuff, but a lot of podcasts to be able to keep an audience have to like stick to uh, certain times they put it out and, and all of that malarkey and like, you know, consistency. But the great thing about this community that you built up and the thing that you were very honest from the start is you were saying, look, I'm not here to get a thousand views. I'm here to talk to the 50 to 100 people who are, you know, who, who are in this small yeah. community. And, and, that's, and that's what it's all about to me. And that's why I found it so, so refreshing. And it means that you can just yeah. put them up whenever. You know, you can put a. You, you, we could go two or three weeks without an episode, and then just pop one up, or you could do two in a week. And it 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 says something to the community, but it also says something to. It, I think it really works for a mental health podcast because you know, let's face it, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. People no. aren't feeling too great, and you know, no. you've got a lot of stuff going on. And if you don't feel like doing a podcast one week, then that's fine. Absolutely. That's the great thing I love about it. Yeah. I mean, you'll you'll hear me repeat myself a lot on podcasts about that particular um, subject, that I don't do this because I want 20,000 bloody followers on Instagrams and all that. I'm not doing it for that. I, I'm doing it because at, at the time, um, admittedly, I was trying to find something as a release for myself, and I needed something that... Um, would help my mind stay active because mm. of what happened to me with redundancy, what happened to me with, with mental health and, and my new job and, you know, where I am now. And this was an idea, as I said to you, that popped into my head um, back thinking about your wrestling podcast, the European Upcut podcast, because I used to love listening to that. And it's not a radio station. It's not a radio show. It's a podcast. It's a chat. And that's what I love about it. It's, it's natural. It's, um, you know, it's, it's comfortable. And when I first did it, I, um, you said, you, as you remember, you told me to record something, send you it, and I'll tell you if it's any good. Didn't you? That's what you said, wasn't it? <laughs> and I'll just, and I'll just, I'll just, well, I think I said, record something, send it to me, and I'll do yeah. my best. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and I remember, I do remember 
flat, I was sat there watching TV and my phone went off, Messenger, and it was you. And I thought, uh-oh, this is where he says, not good, mate, not good. And I remember the message. He was like, that's brilliant. That is really, really good. Yeah. I mean, the f- episode one was just me introducing myself and telling, you know, the listeners a little bit about me, who I am, what I'm about, um, who I used to be, you know? And yeah, I didn't think that I would get that such, you know, that such um, positives. And then I kept getting other messages from other people, some people that I've not spoke to in years, some people that I speak to every day, best friends, you know, family, cousins, all that. Oh, wow, this is just episode one. So I'm going to continue this. I need to carry on. And that's it. As you all know, on, you know, the work you do, the, the amazing work you do, I must say, on your, on your shows and stuff, then the ideas pop into your head and you start thinking, I could do more than just talk about stuff from me. I could actually help people. I could actually discuss my own yeah. um, darkness, I'll use. I can discuss my own darkness and I might shed some light into other people's minds that either... Um, they're suffering in silence and they don't want to speak to anybody but because they've heard that they're going to go to a doctor they're going to speak to their dad they're going to speak to their partner or on on a, on a different um perspective they could say oh i i that's me i do that or god i, I get into a car and imagine it crashing as soon as as soon as the uh, the ignition started you know what i mean so i i, I felt this wide I felt I could make this into a, a more of a wider range of people connecting with people that um, need help, have already got help and want some advice or people that have no idea about mental health, which brings me to when I interviewed Sally, um, you know, and, and that's yeah. where it's gone. And it's like, I've had all these ideas and I've gone from, I've, you know, I've interviewed um, close friends. I've interviewed my producer, <laughs> yourself, um, as into the close friends category. And then I've gone for other people that, like Sally, who didn't know about mental health, whose partner's got mental health problems, um, and all the other guests that I've had. You, you, you interviewed your wife as well. And I, I was just about to say, <laughs> I, all the other guests I've had, um, and then the ones with sarah and jasmine which were separate episodes which i again an idea rather than sticking on an episode i'm just going to do a couple of specials and that's that's what i want you know what i was kind of saying it ideas come into your head and i I just can't believe how successful it's been and going back to you mentioning the community mate well I, i honestly that that community group just it can take me from feeling really really low to um just being completely up just with comments and things you know and even stuff like this this really shows the power of it so i think at the time of recording was it last week or the week before you posted in there saying guys i'm not having a very good day i really need to chat to someone right now and what happened there just explain because i know you've mentioned it on the group but just explain like what happened when you put that post As in out. the response or as in the response? Yeah, as so, in the response. So yeah, yeah, as you say, I was having a really bad time, like really bad. And yeah, I just kind of put that post on the group. And then next thing you know, um, I had a total of 33 messages, separate messages um, from various different people um, all over the, you know, from the whole, whole, all over the community. And every single one of them were either 
hey, Sam, you all right? I'm here to chat or talk to me, brother. You know, things like that. And it's like, yeah, that's how much impact a group like that can have. 33 separate messages. And it it was overwhelming. It was, it was incredible. And I replied to every single one of them as well because they... Uh-huh. I, I mean, I got I got to you about three hours later uh, when I when I finally saw yeah. you, uh, and I was just like, I, I messaged you. And I was like, "Hi, hey, mate. I know you've se- I've seen that you've already got a lot of responses, so you're probably yeah, yeah. you know good for a chat right now. But just but, know that I'm here." I, <laughs> like, but, oh yeah, absolutely, mate. But uh, again, it, I got responses the next day because people didn't see it. My mate, Carl, my mate Carl, yeah. um, messaged me the next day saying, oh, "I'm so sorry, mate. I didn't see your post last night. Is everything all right?" So people are even seeing it 24 hours later and still reaching out to say you know you never know you just never know with people so oh my god are you all right and then obviously the next day i'm feeling apart from feeling a bit drained as i call the panic attack anxiety hangover you know i felt really positive because of the response i got from the community it's it's just incredible i can't explain enough how much all them people in that group mean to me it's just massive it's amazing mate honestly like you know there's there's a great bunch of people in that group and i love that it and you know it's something that's said all the time but it's true is that it only takes one or two arseholes to ruin a group on facebook um and i'm really happy that that group doesn't have them like it's it's at a point where like it doesn't matter about how many people are in the group. You're not there for the numbers. You're there to make a supportive community. And I'd much yeah. rather have a group of... I mean, how many people are in that group now? Maybe probably 200, There's something like that. Three, 335. 330. There we go. Oh, he knows that he's, he's got it ready. <laughs> Straight off the top of his head. 335. Well, they're, they're all thereabouts. <laughs> it, was, it was 336 the other day, but some dickhead just left. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, 335 people, you know, I'd much rather be in a group of 335 and uh, not have, uh, and and it be all supportive than be in a group that's got 10,000 in it and, you know, you've got to worry about who's looking and yeah. stuff like that. 20% of dickheads sort of thing, trolls, yeah. Exactly, mate. Exactly. So it's it's really great. Like, um, what are you what what are you hoping for in the future with the podcast? Have you got any plans for it? Have you got any sort of things that you'd love to try? People you'd love to speak to? Who would be your dream interview? Oh, what a question, Kai. Now I didn't prepare for that one. I didn't prepare for any of this to be fair because I was expecting me five questions. So you've completely mate, your questions me there. are on the floor somewhere, like. <laughs> <laughs> um. Who would be my dream interview? Jesus, um, that's that's a really difficult question, and I'm struggling. <laughs> well, I mean, have a think. Is there anyone that pops off the top of your head, and then like you can add it to another? You can add the you know another answer to a future podcast if you uh, yeah. if you think of anyone. Do you know what? Do you know who would actually be? I've got it. It'd be Tyson who? Fury, the boxer interesting okay why the reason being is i've just started boxing myself just just training not fighting I, that's a bit too i don't want anyone to punch me like do you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> but no i wanted to because I'm, I'm i'm a dad now and everything and I, I wanted to be able to fight i mean that's that sounds so wrong but it's kind of parents will understand it's a protection thing it's not a violent thing it's just a protection thing it just makes you feel good 
that you know how to throw a punch if anything ever happens. You know what I mean? So, and the main thing, the main reason why I've started it is because it's amazing for your mental health. It starts endorphins rolling around your body and it's just such a good release for anger as well. So, um, I reached out to my, one of my best mates, Luke, um, and he said, watch the documentary on Tyson Fury. And I was like, mate, I'm not a boxing fan. I don't know if I like, he says, it's not about boxing as stupid as that sounds. It's about him as an individual, as a, as a boxer, but as a father, as a husband, and as somebody who suffers with mental health issues. So I was like, right, I'll tell you what, I'll give it a go. And I watched this documentary car and I'll tell you what, it was one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. And I love my documentaries. I'm a big, uh, big Lewis Capaldi, not Lewis Capaldi. He's a singer. <laughs> What's his name? What's the guy's name? Who? What's his name that does all the documentaries? Louis Theroux. That's him. Yeah. That's the chap. Yeah. I love me Louis Theroux. I also like Louis Capaldi. He's a good song. Songer. He's a good got... songer now. Oh. I've just got a great, great picture of Louis Theroux singing Before You Go. Glastonbury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I love my documentaries and it, and it really is, is an inspiration. The bloke is an inspiration and, you know, he, he, he's not afraid that he, you know, he comes from a gypsy family and obviously he's called the Gypsy King and he, you know, he goes... Oh, he's just—he's not—he's a multi-millionaire. There's, you know, he is, and and he's a fantastic yeah. boxer. And, you know, he's he's an he's an entertainer and he's a he's a sportsman. But um, he really has been through some dark places, you know. And yeah. it don't matter what life you've got, you know, you could have ten million pound or you can have ten quid. It don't matter. And he shows that in this documentary. And yeah, that's why it just clicked in my head. And that's the reason I'd love to just interview him and talk about the, the whole side of, you know, being a sports personality and um, having all this money and still, you know, realising that, well, that doesn't stop your mind, you know, going in circles or doesn't stop dark, dark thoughts, intrusive thoughts, things like that. So, yeah, I think he would actually be my, my dream interview. Well... Uh, I have no connection whatsoever to, uh, to to Tyson Fury or anyone like that. So, unfortunately, Sam, we're, we're going to have to work a little bit harder for that. As your uh, as as your editor and your producer, I'll I'll do some phone calls. I'll try my best. <laughs> would you take Would you take TV's Adam Pearson as like a backup, or maybe you know I don't know Ian Lee at a push? Like I could maybe make that happen. <laughs> Hey, maybe, maybe Adam knows him. You never know. <laughs> well, I'll let you ask him that for yourself, uh, Sam. It's it's been great to uh, to like do this today. Like, I've really enjoyed having this sort of really long chat with you. Just about because I'm just looking now. It's 55 minutes we've been chatting here for. Um, yeah, which definitely, is... a, definitely a separate episode. Yeah. This one. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the this is the thing that I love about the podcast when you do it is that. If someone does have, you know, you you sort of have your interviews normally at about twenty minutes, but like yeah. if there is like a really sort of extended conversation that happens, there's nothing against just taking it out of the episode and sticking it on its own so people, exactly. you know, can find it. Um, exactly. And this, I'm not going to lie, mate. This uh, this podcast, this, this this interview didn't go as I planned. This isn't one of. <laughs> This isn't no. any of the, you know, this isn't half of the questions that I've written down. I haven't gotten to, uh, and the, I was actually going to go pick up your five questions from the floor and go do those as well. But I think that 
the 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 basis of it what we've done here is we've we've covered all that so because people know all the basics when it comes to your mental health and stuff like because you and you're going to tell that story more uh as the weeks go on you know um keep people listening um But uh, I feel like today I've learned some stuff about you and I, I hope that, you know, uh, the people at home have as well. Definitely, mate. Um, I appreciate you doing that for me. And as always, I appreciate everything you do for me in regards to producing and ed- editing. Um, you know, it's highly appreciated. And uh, I've actually really, really enjoyed the chat. It's been good. It's been good. Let's do it again in another ten episodes time, and we'll yeah. Uh, well, why not? Know. When we get to twenty, let's celebrate again, and uh, we'll 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 have an update. I can and... finish off my questions. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, and just wanted to say as well um, as a massive thank you, as always, to everybody in the community, everybody who listens. You know, massively appreciated. Keep talking. You know, keep it, keep fighting those demons as I do, as you do, Kai. We we all we're all. Mm. here for each other you know so yeah well i'll i'll let you sign off sam this is i mean I, i've been interviewing you but this is your podcast yeah uh, how, how, how do you say goodbye well how do i say goodbye i don't know i'm all pressured now i can't remember <laughs> <laughs> i'm only joking no um yeah it's been really good um really good interview thank you all for listening um and as i always say be kind lots of love outro music starts to play boom (laughs) (laughs) that was good that mate